0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Equal Vision Records and Sound Talent Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. Today, guys, we have another part two with one of my favorite guests I've had on the show. You guys loved him last time. You're going to love him this time. Mr. Andrew Hurley from Fallout Boy, from Race Trader, from Sect. Dude is prolific, like most of these guests during this 12 Days of Peer Pleasure. But, you know dude does everything he plays stadiums he plays bars and and, you know like everything he can go from madison square garden down to a 200 cap club in new york and play the same night with a different band uh he's he's an amazing drummer uh he is a just a a a massive figure in the music scene and for you know straight edge hardcore uh heavy music in general i mean just a, a fucking force and so I love talking to, to Andrew because he's so uh, thoughtful and, and soft-spoken but thoughtful and and uh, just a super intriguing guy. And I love that about him because I am not that way. So when he and I talk, it's I feel really relaxed. It really helps me calm down a little bit, which is something I have a hard time doing, as you guys know. Um, but I'm so glad to get him back on. I mean, we talked about a lot of things. His mom's going through some some health stuff and, and uh, just being not able to get over there. We talked about Dungeons and Dragons. We talked about music. Um, and, you know, my, my, my when my dad passed away, uh, his heart surgeon came in, you know, before he passed away, after he did the surgery, he came in on a Sunday, I think. Saturday or Sunday was his day off. And he had scrub bottoms on but a fallout Boy hoodie on. And I was like, dude... My buddy plays in that band. He's like, are you kidding me? I was like, no. I said, you know, and I joke about it on the show. It's not necessarily funny, but, uh, you know, I told him. They had that tour coming up with Green Day and Weezer, and I was like, you saved my dad's life. I'll see if I can get you some tickets. And, of course, it didn't work out that way, but I also, you know, I still told him, hey, I'll do what I can. But it's so cool to see that connection, you know? That guy is, is his, his joy in life is listening to someone, uh, that I'm going to talk to on the show, but he's also in there working on my dad. Like we're all connected. It's this cool thing, you know, and, and, uh, it just shows you how small the world is. And of course, Fall Out Boy is a massive band. A lot of people like Fall Out Boy and have their, their merch and stuff, but it's still interesting to see in that situation. You know, he didn't know I was there. He came in on a day off and there it was anyway just a small connection. If you guys have seen that movie, um, uh, Jeff, who lives at home with Jason Siegel? Uh, I talked about it, uh, with a few guests, but just following those signs and seeing how everything's connected. It's a really interesting movie. You guys should watch it. Anyway, I'm rambling. Uh, but yeah, so purepleasurepodcast.com is the website. Hit that up for any information you want. On the show past episodes anything like that peer at gmail.com is the email if you want to get in touch with me um you know if you guys are listening to this uh just for for andrew like you're you're from the Follow boy page and this is your first time listening go back and check out the first episode i did with him this is a part two um or go check out some other episodes i know there's a lot of new people on this one so um yeah glad to have you all right guys Let's get into my conversation with Andrew Hurley from Fallout Boy. can you hear me hey buddy hey how's it going good how are you doing good awesome 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 there you are yep <laughs> it's nice to see you yeah you as well dude that you, sound okay? yeah you got a whole setup there
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> are you gonna start doing a podcast i wanted to but I got lazy and didn't do it.
1: <laughs> and I just used this setup to play like D D with friends.
0: Oh, okay. Um, well, that's rad. Yeah. An SM7B to play play with friends, dude. You got that's you were it. you were set up hard. <laughs> <laughs> I had one of those for a little while and then uh I never ended up using it because I didn't have a studio. Like when you and I did this last time, we did it in person and I did like, you know, just some audio technica yeah. mics. And I was always doing it remote, and then uh, when I signed to EVR, uh, I got a studio here now in the Pearl, so I got some decent gear, and I was like, I had already traded in my SM7B for some other gear, and so I bought these Rode mics I like, Um, and yeah, it was like, oh, they're crazy, they're crazy, these, these, uh, and if you get one of these mics, you have to have one of those little uh, cloud lifters or whatever to get the gain right, and like, it's so oh, funny. Yeah. You buy an expensive microphone, you just have to buy more shit. After more that. shit, yeah.
1: <laughs> I got one of those Rogue podcast things, the Rodecaster Pro. Yeah, the Rodecaster Pro. Do you like it? Yeah, I mean it's simple. Yeah. I'm a dummy with that stuff.
0: I am too. I so, absolutely am. <laughs> yeah, that's why I got it because it was simple and just you. You have presets. You can just push with if your voices. You know, high, medium, or low. Exactly. It's killer. Yep. They nailed it. They nailed it when they made that thing. They keep selling out of yeah, it. I think it's, it's wild. But uh well, So I'm sweet. recording my end too, if you want me to send it. Yeah, sure, dude. That'd be great. You sound good on here, but yeah, cool. I always like if if that can happen, that's that's amazing. Cause I can yeah, okay. mix it separately and it sounds way better. I had no idea. Last time we did this, I had no idea what I was doing with that. I was recording us onto the same track, and your voice is much quieter than mine. So trying to get the levels right, I was just like, man, what am I doing? No. <laughs> <laughs> So how are you, man? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, doing you're, well. You're out in Skapoos?
1: Ah uh, no! Now I'm in. I moved closer to the city. Oh, you did. So like, Beaverton. Oh, okay. But like five minutes from, from the Pearl, basically. Yeah. Um, downtown.
0: So we're right down the street from each other. Yep. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Still on Zoom. Still on lockdown. Still on man. Yeah, how, how are you how are you faring during this this crazy time? Like uh, how's your mental health? How's your 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 physical health? Like are you just working out all the time and and trying to keep yeah, busy?
1: That's one great thing. I feel like my workout routine's better than it's ever been. Yeah. Because I'm able to there's nothing else to do. I yeah. mean, and, and it's definitely a definitely thing that keeps me sane.
0: Mhm.
1: I think that's probably I'd say I'm probably at 80% where I'm good 80% of the time. And then there's 20% of the time that I'm on different levels of feeling different things because, you know, it's, it is tough. I miss touring a lot. I miss seeing friends. I miss yeah. seeing other cities and eating at restaurants. I love in other places.
0: Yeah. So
1: all that's, you know, weird. And, and obviously everything's weird, but I don't, I feel like I'm kind of, built for it i'm used to being stuck in hotel rooms or backstages doing nothing all day yeah yeah that's what we were talking about
0: like it was just like a it's kind of (laughs) like your professional professional time killer or or not time waster but just trying to pass that many hours of the day um you know especially on bus tours where you're locked in somewhere like you can't just hop in the van and go i mean as of recently you could uber somewhere but it didn't used to be that way you'd be kind of stuck where you're at yep Oh, that's wild. I mean, obviously
1: there's people on the tour with you. I I mean, the thing about tours, you don't really interact with people most of the time because you kind of just all have your own routines. Mm -hmm. And you definitely do stuff some of the time, but it's not like you're hanging hard 100% of the time. That would just be unsustainable. You'd get sick of each other being on tour for years on end, you know?
0: Yeah. So
1: I feel like, you know, I don't have the the solace of having friends around me, even if we're not, you know, doing stuff all the time, that is Mm -hmm. a nice thing just to know that you can talk and hang out and do stuff. But so that part sucks. I mean, obviously I live with my partner and we have three dogs, so that's awesome. And yeah, it's been great to be home to be with them and, you know, have our own routines now. Yeah. I think, I think actually it'll be tough to leave with (laughs) like, you know, leaving her and leaving the dogs. I think
0: it'll be weird. It absolutely will be. I'm sure. I mean, you're not used to this lifestyle. I mean, it's forced everyone to take a hard look at what they're doing and and what's important. Um, it's kind of brought us all into smaller groups and gotten us kind of back to basics and it's uh, a blessing and a curse. I mean, depending on where you were at before it happened, uh, you know, like whether you had a job, you didn't have a job, whether you'd you know, been successful or were working your way up. Like there's so many bands that, that, you know, um, I remember when South by Southwest first got canceled, there's this band called kills birds. Uh, mm-hmm. they're super good. And I, I was doing, I was at the Doug for, and I was, uh, interviewing, uh, Nina, the singer and she had literally just gotten word that South by Southwest had gotten canceled. And that was like their big moment. And they were crushed.
1: Yeah. yeah it sucks.
0: And then right after that, it was like, uh, I saw a tool at the Moda center and then the next day everything was canceled. Yeah. I felt like I saw the last show ever. Yeah. <laughs> it just it's just crazy. Really it's really it, wild. So what, are what, like, what is your routine now that you're home? Like what is your, I mean, and, and you were living, weren't you living with the misery signals guys for a while? Were yeah. they living with you? Yeah. Okay. So you're wow. now, it's just you, you and your girlfriend and, and your dogs. Yeah. How, how is that? I mean, do you wish you still had those guys with you during this time?
1: I mean, I think it would be fun. It would make for a completely different experience. It would be nice to have friends around, but at the same time, I think it's nice to have this kind of time with my partner and Mm -hmm. our dogs and stuff. And, you know, I just don't get that because I'm constantly out the door every other weekend or every weekend or, you know, just I'm home for, you know, a month or two, usually Mm -hmm. each year. I miss her birthday every year. So I got to be there this time, which was nice. Yeah. 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 I think having, you know, living with, I definitely have thought about that. Like that would be cool, but it also might suck. It might be like super annoying and (laughs) we just get on each other's nerves that much more.
0: Yeah. Considering we can't leave and do anything. Sure. Sure. So you've been... You guys have been, uh, I mean, I, I can say we're locked down, but you guys have been respecting the lockdown and like, you know, going for what groceries and I mean, like really staying home quite yep. a bit. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, the
1: only places I go, yeah, there I, I pick up food, you know, where like curbside yeah. delivery or whatever, and yeah. then go to the, go to Oracle, which is still
0: open. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about that too, because I mean, you're a business owner during this time. And I don't usually talk about COVID on the podcast because I like to keep it kind of timeless. But Mm -hmm. the fact that we've done the podcast before, I really wanted to kind of dig into some of that stuff, like what it's been like owning a business during this time and trying to keep people employed. I mean, I know you're good to your employees, you get health insurance, and I mean, uh, it's an awesome shop. You know, whenever my wife and I are down in that area, I always swing by and uh, she loves getting coffee from there. Um, She's vegan as well and so she she loves it she's like anything i want anything i want on the menu she never has to make a choice you know like oh i can have yeah. this and that it's i can have anything here yeah. and so she loves that and uh but what's that been like during this time like it, trying to to pivot and and just stay afloat uh we're lucky we got the ppp
1: loan or whatever it's mm-hmm. called which helped a lot but it, it's definitely been hard cuz you know once things opened up uh, on a more broad scale where, you know, they were opening the insides, Mm -hmm. like of shops and stuff. We still didn't, it's still been takeout only. So now that it's shut back down to that, we haven't had to change anything. Yeah. But I mean, it's definitely affected, you know, we're however many percent less than we were last year, which sucks, but you know, at the same time it is what it is, I guess, you know, we're still, Pushing through, making yeah. it work as best as best we can.
0: Man, I just I can't imagine trying to to navigate this. You know, owning a business and and that gives you, of course, something to do while you're <laughs> yeah. off tour. But uh, being able to focus on that, I mean, the shop's awesome. It's called Oracle. If if anyone's listening that hasn't been there, it's down the South Waterfront of Portland, and uh, it's cool. It's cool that it's down there because it's it's like a little. Uh, it's almost like an Island when I was working down there. I mean, there's all those, those high rise apartments right there and no one really leaves if they don't have to. I mean, there's a little store, yeah. they've got their coffee shops, they've got the donut place, they've got, you know, uh, a subway or whatever else, but you, yeah. it's hard to get in and out of there. Like it's yeah, it's was, kind it of is. difficult in traffic. And so you're kind of a little hub there. It's a perfect spot. Yeah. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, dude, great. Um, so, and, and employees have been handling things. Okay. Like, I mean, it's just a, it's crazy people, stuff comes out of the woodwork. Um, yeah. you know, people struggling. I mean, you've been able to just I mean, maintain.
1: Yeah, definitely. And we've definitely let them kind of lead the way in terms of what they're comfortable with. So, mm-hmm. you know, we came back when they were comfortable and make sure, you know, everything is so they f- feel safe and, you know, taken care of
0: and all that. Yeah. 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 Man. So you, so you said, you know, 80% of the time you're good. 20% of the time you're a little different. Like have things come out of, have things come out of the woodwork with you as far as, as far as your, uh, well-being or I'm trying to think the right way to word it. A lot of times when people move from like a big city to a small town, they start to notice things that they were maybe running from, not running from, but were kind of shoving away because they were so busy all the time has there been stuff like that for you that's come out where um now that you have all this time you're kind of seeing things that maybe were uh maybe there all along or new that that uh you've been working through does um, that make sense
1: yeah it does uh not really I, I feel like i've kind of been i've kind of figured myself out you know a while ago Mm-hmm. It it's maybe during the hiatus with my main band. Mm-hmm. I had, that was the moment that I did all, all of that and really figured things out and, you know, mentally, I guess. Mm-hmm. I've been pretty good since then, but I, I definitely think it's made me realize like, you know, moving from Milwaukee, I can't see my mom and she's older. And so like, and she's actually going through some, Cancer stuff, which has been really scary. No. And and shitty. And she's good. At least that's what she tells me. She's definitely a mom who tells me, I think, more what you know, I she thinks I need to hear so I don't freak out. But Mm -hmm. I I do feel like, you know, she's telling me the doctors feel really good about stuff and and it's not like really bad right now. But at the same time, she's older, so I don't know. And I can't really go visit her. Man you know and even if i could i don't know that i could even visit her at the hospital if she you know god forbid had to go there for Mm -hmm. whatever. so that part's been really difficult and scary and and is a thing i try not to dwell on because it's just too dark i I guess that's probably the 20 percent yeah it's just stuff with that
0: yeah that's i mean that's substantial that's yeah, I mean, it is. your mom was your 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 upper. You, you just had you and your mom and your sister and brother, right? Or sisters and brothers? Uh, they were never really in my life.
1: I okay. had one sister that I kind of grew up with of the five brothers, four sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, But they're my dad's kids. My
0: dad died when I was five. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're kind of out of the picture. Okay. So that's somewhere. Oh, yeah,
1: it was pretty much my mom and I. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's, I mean, that's a substantial thing where... Oh, I can't. Uh, yeah, that, especially in this time where you can't be there, can't you know uh, see yes. them, you know. And that's, yeah. I, I'm sorry, man. That's that's, oh, that's terrible. I,
1: I mean, so far it's you know, knock on wood, it, things are going well with it. So, mm-hmm. but it, it definitely has made me think of all the time I've missed with her having moved, which mm-hmm. you know is just part of life, I guess. If you if you move, like those are just. But that, that's the thing I, I think back on when i lived in milwaukee i just didn't see her a lot and i've probably seen her more since i've moved mm-hmm. because i've made more of an effort and you know yeah. i had gotten like a place in milwaukee to stay whenever i'm there so i'd go you know a few times a year mm-hmm. and you know obviously that's been kind of taken from me because just and especially with the midwest especially now being one of the worst places for spikes yeah so, and they just have less, they're, they're doing less there than we're a lot, a lot better off here than they have been, mm-hmm. which is really scary. I have a friend whose mom's a teacher there and they're just not doing anything for their teachers and stuff. And it's, wow. The whole thing there sucks, you yeah. know, much worse than here. And so, yeah, that's been a lot to that. That's really sucked not being able to go back and spend time there and see her. And if I did, I, I, because we're currently still, we probably won't, but we're still thinking about whether we go there for Christmas. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, we get tested before that test is worthless because, you know, this Thanksgiving was one of the busiest times for flying. So like you, we'd have to be retested. So we'd have to spend, you know, three days or a week or however long it is waiting for that. Yeah. Before see I could, you know, we couldn't do anything else. So, you know, I normally do when I'm home. For Christmas that I do when I'm home in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. so it'd be just like sitting, you know, in in a room together. Yeah. Until I
0: knew it would be safe to see my mom. Oh man, have it's you just, been able to zoom with her like this, or does she have a setup somewhere oh, where no. she can do it? Is she how old is she? I, I talk to her a couple times a week. Okay. She is i never
1: remember this she's 70 <laughs> i don't either <laughs> i i can't it's like a thing where i just i i don't i don't like to think about that yeah she was born in 1945 so okay
0: yeah my dad was born in 45 and he died right he died during riot fest like so okay. when you guys you guys were playing riot fest with the damn things mm-hmm. uh i was gonna fly out there i think you and i talked about this over email But Josh from Cody and I were going to start a different podcast and like do a bunch of stuff there at Riot Fest. And my dad had to have open heart surgery and they scheduled his surgery like they knew he had to have it. And then uh, all of a sudden I get a call like, hey, he's going to he's going to have surgery on this date. And that was Riot Fest. And I was like, oh, my God, like because he's in Seattle. So Mm -hmm. I was like. I can't go to Rife. I all the tickets booked, Airbnb booked, everything. We had passes, everything through, through, uh, rock nation. And, uh, it was all set to go. And I was, I called Josh. I was like, dude, I don't think I can even feel right to not be here if he's having open heart surgery. It was just like routine, like bypass surgery. Well, I guess it's become routine. Yeah. Um, and so like, dude, we got it all set up and I was like, I just don't think I can go. And he's like, man, I'm, I'm, it's awful to hear you say that because of the reasoning, but he's like, my mom just went into hospice. I was like, what? He's like, I don't think I can go either. So we bailed on it. And then literally like he didn't come out of, surgery. So he came out of surgery, but he didn't wake up for like 12 days and passed. Um, but Sorry. that was, that was crazy. Like being, and even being able to be there in that room with him was like, I just sat there all day and like talked to him stuff, but he wouldn't respond. He looked right through, you know, like he was just comatose. And, yeah. uh but yeah I, I've it was just a, a wild thing you know and and uh yeah losing your parents tough thing and and I I really hope uh things you know continue to improve with your mom and that's yeah that's a I big hope. thing that's
1: but, but it's definitely been a scary thing like I hope this ends soon because I feel like I need to go there and see her
0: yeah and
1: spend as much time as I can yeah that's how it's feeling now which. It's just a thing that's, you know, hard to gra- hard to quantify or grasp or you know, wrap your head around.
0: Yeah. And you're usually so busy during the holidays, I'm sure, with all these radio shows and stuff, like the flyouts and things yeah, that too. That you're actually able to sit and think about like the holidays. I mean, how do you do with the holidays normally? Like it's probably just so busy you don't even think about it. But have you been yeah, like I a holiday like- guy?
1: No, I hate holidays. I do too i really don't (laughs) like them i really don't care to celebrate them like i will and and i I love you know reasons to get together with friends sure friends giving or you know halloween parties or you know secret santa stuff like that's all that's the part i like but in terms of the actual like putting ornaments you know, whatever stuff out
0: for whatever holiday. It's just not my thing. (laughs) Me (laughs) either. I I feel like a Grinch. Yeah, I hate it. I hate them. I hate all all of them. I just hate the I hate the, the obligatory ones where, okay, the 25th is coming uh, in four days. So we got to go spend a bunch of money on presents because this day is coming again on the calendar, like, or yeah, decorating a tree going out and cutting down a tree. Like, why don't we get a a tree? We can just put up every, why are we putting a tree in our house? Yeah. And why are we decorating it? Like what, what's the, you know, why, Uh, why do you hate the holidays? Like, I'm curious because I feel like I'm one of the only ones that's always just like, I get more down at the holidays. It's almost like when things are going well, I self-sabotage or go into a darker place. Uh, like I don't either don't deserve the happiness or don't know how to deal with it. Um, you know, and now having kids, they love Christmas, of course. They love the holidays and they want the, you know, the uh, uh, jack-o'-lantern pizza from Papa Murphy's on on Halloween or, um, you know, they love it. So I try yeah. to put on a brave face, but I hate it. Yeah, same here. My yeah. partner loves loves it. We have a tree and stuff. And it's ultimately
1: when it's up, it's cool and it's fun and it definitely livens up the house in a way. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, it's just because I'm so busy you know, most of the time that when holidays come around, it's so stressful. There's because it's nonstop once Halloween hits, then it's just this roller coaster ride that you can't stop. And there, and I get the most nostalgic and I, you know, I think back on life the most Mm -hmm. during this time. And it just kind of builds up and crescendos until, you know, Christmas and new year's new year's is really the moment. And I, and it's, you know, I definitely get seasonal depression kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. And, but, you know, especially New Year's, I just think back and it really, you know, th- you know, my mortality really hits me. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think that's what it is for me. And, and there's a laziness to it where, you know, I am so busy most of the time that I just this is a time where, you know, we'll have time off for Thanksgiving or for th- for Christmas or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you can't use the time off to relax and and chill and like kind of, you know, build yourself back up for more touring and more whatever you have to do a bunch of other stuff. That's super stressful and, you know, potentially yeah. difficult to deal with, like with different family stuff. None of, none of my family stuff's bad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all fun. Like, you know, especially now with, you know, a partner and living together and kind of splitting between the the sides of the family we see and stuff like
0: that it's just, it's not bad. It's just stressful. It's just a yeah. lot. Sure. So is her family still, her parents still around? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she, was she, is she from Portland? No, she's from uh, Shreveport, Louisiana originally. Oh, wow. Okay. So very different wintertime <laughs> memories, Christmas memories probably <laughs> weather wise in Milwaukee, yeah. probably cold as hell. And oh, yeah. I've, I mean, me in Alaska, I remember just the, the, yeah. It was just so dark all the time during yeah, the winter. It was like, you go get up for school, you get on the bus. It's dark, completely dark, get to school lunchtime. You see the light, you know, out the windows. And then by the time you're coming home on the bus, it's starting to get dark again. So that seasonal yeah. affective disorder is huge, yeah, especially up felt. there. Uh, yeah. Milwaukee, I would assume as well. Oh yeah. affect People yeah. like crazy.
1: I mean, that's why I moved. It was winters were just getting longer and longer and darker and colder and it's just brutal yeah
0: yeah it's it deadens it's, the spirit in ways <laughs> i agree i agree <laughs> yeah. it it completely yeah it's like this uh it's like a vacuum it's weird to think about like it, it feels just like a, a a dark blanket like it just kind of yeah. like your mood everything just changes it doesn't seem fair but it, it is real I mean, it's a real thing. It's a real part of life. I think, uh, I think probably everyone's affected by it a little bit, but more people really suffer from it where that's the bad time of year. Um, Man. So when, when did you move out here? How long ago was that? That was quite a while ago, huh? Yeah. 2014, I think. Okay. Yeah. I believe.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Man. There's just so much more over here, I think, than in the Midwest. I mean, Everything's a little more progressive, like things kind of take off here first on either coast. Maybe it's just being yeah, close to true. water. I don't know what it is. It just seems like there's more uh, more going on, you know. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, for being vegan, it's yeah. just the place to be. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like when you, when was the last time you were back in Milwaukee?
1: Um, Right before lockdown, I guess.
0: Okay. So early this trader the
1: sh- did a like a short thing with Refused and we played Milwaukee and that was I think end of January early February or okay. was it end of February earlier Mar- early March I think
0: You had to be close cuz Refused was over here I saw David I saw David in March was it March That
1: was like a couple days after we dropped off
0: Okay yeah cuz they were in Portland for they flew from they Minneapolis. Came, I think. Yeah, they came to Portland, just yep. hung out for a week before the yep. next show started. Okay.
1: It was like a week, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, That's David and we're Dennis go. were here at the, I forget what hotel it is. A hotel I've never heard of the the Hoxton yeah. or something like that. Um, and they were here for a week. They're like it was cheaper to just fly out here oh, than take a that bus. Was March. Yeah. So I think end of February is okay. the last. One. How How are things over there, like vegan wise? Was it is it the same, or is it making progress well, it, as far as having February. options? Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, Milwaukee is pretty pro- a pretty progressive city and has a really progressive history. It's also, extre- you know, maybe one of the most, um, what's the word, segregated cities in, in America. So there's a lot of things with that. Mm-hmm. But there's a, a super progressive history with like a lot of socialist mayors and mm-hmm. a lot of really good, you know, uh, uh like policies and stuff throughout the history of Milwaukee you know obviously the midwest and chicago and milwaukee with the haymarket riots and th- there's just a, a long you know history there that i think still kind of comes through to this day especially with you know people i know from hardcore that are mm-hmm. you know political or whatever um, so so there's something there yeah. but it, it definitely is is you know lagging a little bit it's it's starting to catch up. There's a lot more vegan places and you know, vegan shakes at at different ice cream places that, you know, cater. So Yeah.
0: Have you thought about uh I know with this going on it's kind of hard to think about, but have you thought about expanding and doing maybe an oracle over in Milwaukee or like oh yeah, putting your foot fun. down over there?
1: Yeah, we me and one of the other guys main guys with it uh have been talking about that for a while.
0: Man so that'd be awesome hopefully. since you you still have a place there you said. Yep. Okay. So you could easily I mean once this is done you could easily go back and forth and and be there for a little while and and spend time with your mom and 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 Yeah, uh, totally. That's awesome. Or give me another reason. Yeah. That'd be killer, man. I would love to do something like that if I had something that was like uh brick and mortar that I could then, you know, go back to Alaska and do, you know, wherever my roots were at before and kind of yeah. tie everything together. Uh, totally. That's killer, dude. That's killer. Is it so? Is Milwaukee the place that had? We didn't spend a ton of time. We only played Milwaukee a couple times. Uh, is that where that really crazy club is? That yeah, like, the rave. The rave. Bill's Ballroom. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That place is weird. Yeah. There's, there's so many stories Definitely about that haunted. place.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Did, did you ever have any experiences there, or do you even believe had in that any stuff?
1: Haunted experiences, but I've had experiences there i mean that's where i saw my first show cannibal corpse with acid bath dude uh (laughs) how old were you age somehow which was weird and it was like cannibal corpse Samael, grave i believe and uh acid bath i was 13 or 14 holy shit and I, I like snuck backstage somehow and cannibal corpse and them were smoking weed and they offered, they like passed me the joint and I was just like, uh, I'm okay. Like I was just <laughs> terrified. And then, you know, Sam L was like this, you know, satanic kind of death metal band. Yeah. And then I just saw them, like, playing a video game or something and talking normally. And I was so disappointed that they're not, like, scary and (laughs) doing weird rituals and stuff. They're just, like, normal people.
0: (laughs) I was like, fuck, that sucks. Yeah, dude, you saw the curtain pulled back way too early. Yeah. Who who knew you'd be living behind that curtain years later where all the magic is gone?
1: Very weird. (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, there
0: lots of experiences at the rave. Yeah, Cannibal Corpse dude was was George in the band then? No, that was Chris. Chris, okay, that guy's got the biggest neck I've ever seen. Oh, he's the best. It's insane, insane. Yeah, I I I see interviews with him all the time. It seems like the nicest dude. Yeah, he does. I've never had him on. I should have him on.
1: Did You ever been... follow his Instagram? No, he just he like always has to stop into like Targets and WalMarts in different cities, but he loves Target specifically and he goes to targets in every city that they tour in it's just like really endearing and cute yeah and he's like loves his family and his wife and his kids it's just like you know it's cannibal corpse so yeah. you don't expect that and obviously he's like a huge wild nerd so it's just it's really charming i
0: think dude seems like a great dude he is i th- i think i've i may have heard about this does he shop like the target clearance or something what's going on guys this is dewey i want to tell you about some new releases coming up from equal vision records as you guys know equal vision records is my family and so are these bands i really want you to check these out we've got hot water music with their 10th studio album vows out may 10th featuring guest appearances by Dallas Green of City and Color, Thrice, The Interrupters, and Brendan and Daniel from Turnstile. See them on their 30th anniversary tour with Quicksand in the States in May and June, and Europe in November. Hotwatermusic.com for more info. We also have Be Well with their new 7-inch, A Tap I Can't Turn Off, out now. First new music in two years from this band. This band is incredible, featuring members of Battery, Bane, Darkest Hour, and Fairweather. See them on tour with I Am The Avalanche in June, equalvision.com for more info on that and just your general information on equalvision records you're always going to find something you like at equalvision.com go there for vinyl and merch from all of your favorite bands check out hot water music's new record and b-well's new seven inch now slash PPP for 30% off.
1: Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world.
0: You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, Tier 2 and Tier 3. Tier 1 is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier 2 gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier 3 is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Pure dot FM is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. Like yes. he goes in, like tries to find the clearance deals. Yep. Okay. I think I've seen a little clip of something like that, of <laughs> him at a target. I didn't know it was like a thing though. It was, I I used to work at Target. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. But, uh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. See cannibal corpse. It's all like, it's, it's, uh, it's a show. Like it's theatrics. It's, uh, it's so funny when people can't understand that someone that, that sings songs about that stuff, like then goes home and plays with their kids and and does not, you know, eat their faces off. And, you know, the, the obscenity of it is, is just, uh, for show. Yeah, totally. People can't reconcile that for some reason. They yeah, think, it's just horror. But just like well, yeah, when you were 13 at that show, thinking like, wow, these guys aren't doing seances and shit back here, <laughs> yeah, you totally. know? It totally kills it. But I think that makes it better.
1: I, I actually did, too. Yeah. It didn't. I, I think the satanic thing killed it for me because I was like, well, this is so cool. And then they're just regular dudes. And I was like, oh, OK. A cannibal corpse seemed really cool to me. They offered me a joint. I mean, I'm straight at now, but I wasn't at the time. I just oh this, really okay before I even did anything yeah but I was just like wow they they offered me this thing that's nice <laughs> I mean it's kind of weird to think about in hindsight because I was so young but
0: yeah <clears throat> man I will if me, I mean, it starts young and
1: I and I almost got a reward for it you know that's that's cool yeah that was nice
0: yeah dude the the, the it starts young I remember talking to um, uh, Lars from Rancid. Uh, on the show, like after, after you and I did last time, this was like, I think it was episode 100 and he was 11 years old on PCP, uh, took his friend's eye out with a piece of train track (laughs) because his friend was like pushing him and like getting in his face and he just spazzed out and like held him down and took his eye out. They broke into this place high on PCP did that like spray, spray, uh, or duct taped a dog or something like, like. Oh. Not that it would hurt it, but they were just being yeah. funny, like or tape or something on the dog in a way that it could still do what it needed to do, but they were just messing with it. That they got cruelty to animals and like uh, breaking and entering. Also, his juvie record is ridiculous I at bet. 11 years old. But yeah, drugs, man, they start early, especially yeah, when you drugs. have anything to do. Yeah. But I mean, you're, you're, I mean, very visual or very, um, in the forefront, vegan, straight edge, like the, the way you live your and CrossFit, like fitness, you're doing Mm -hmm. all the thing. When you think about your mortality at the holidays, I mean, you're doing everything possible to fight for that. So that part's got to feel good. You know, the choices you've made are definitely going to put you a step above, um, you know, I
1: think, I think more, I think about, I'm more just nostalgic for like times past and, mm -hmm. and that can be. It's a great time to think about it and to remember, you know, the fun times. But it's also kind of sad because you just can't stop time passing. Yeah. And that's weird and scary and you're powerless in the face of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I've had some conversations lately about with um, the – they they just legalize. I think they just legalized psilocybin – uh therapies here in portland Mm -hmm. and the last few conversations i've had people have been talking about being able to stop time almost when they go to these therapies like where it's guided Mm -hmm. really interesting stuff i've never done it like i don't i don't do any of that stuff um i don't claim straight edge per se but i am i guess like i haven't since 2007 i haven't touched anything yeah. Even, I don't even drink coffee. That's what's funny. I dropped my wife <laughs> off at Oracle, right? Like I don't yeah. even go in because unless it was open, I would go in, but I don't get anything because I don't, you know, even coffee, but, um, being able to stop time and like go back and, and like go to these memories and like dissect them a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of it. I, I really, th- it's weird to me because I don't do that stuff and you don't either, yeah. Yeah. but have you had friends that do it that say the same thing? Like they're able to go back and kind of like go into these memories and, and uh, kind of dissect what was going on and try of work through these issues.
1: Uh, I don't have friends that I've heard about it from, but I have like, you know, writers that I
0: mm-hmm. follow and,
1: you know, people like that, that have heard them tell stories of stuff like that. That's really interesting. And I definitely think there's something to it. Yeah. And hallucinogenics and psychedelics do unlock things in your brain. Yeah. That seemed really cool. I just know that I have the, and I would definitely do it if I weren't straight edge. I just have this, a brain that doesn't work like that, that I couldn't just do that. I just jump off the deep end. If, if I did.
0: It's the all or nothing kind of extreme.
1: Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I just have a history with straight edge and it, it means a lot to me and what it's done in my life that, you know, I, you know even if i'm just holding on to it for you know nostalgic reasons it's still cool to me i i, I love it i yeah. love the the aesthetic of it and you know yeah but i i definitely don't have a problem with any of that stuff sure like i voted sure. yes on on that i should sure, as well I think, it's, I think it can be really helpful i i, I have a friend who like micro Hmm or whatever mushroom stuff yeah. for depression stuff. And it's been like life-changing. So
0: yeah, it terrifies me.
1: Yeah, I'm terrified
0: me of it. I don't want to lose my mind. <laughs>
1: that That's the main thing is I feel like I'd lose my mind. I feel like I'd go on. Cause when I wasn't straight edge, I, I smoked a lot of weed and I did other stuff. I never did acid or any mm-hmm. or mushrooms or anything because I was always afraid I'd be like the Sid Barrett. And I just, Go on a trip that never ended, and I'd just be gone, yeah. Because I probably do too much, you know. I'd just be like, Fuck it. I'm gonna take a million tabs," or you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I just don't trust myself with it.
0: Put it in a bandana and go on stage and see what happens. Yes. <laughs> it's <literally> just so. <laughs> and then I'm just at that concert for the rest of my life, dude. <laughs> I I would be I would be terrified with as many tattoos as you have. I would be terrified to take a hallucinogenic and then just kind of look down and watch them come to life see what happens holy shit man that'd be wild uh but there is a
1: part of that you know i've
0: heard listen to
1: podcasts of people talking about it and there's just that side of it with like ego death and just you know like real moments of 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 clarity Mm -hmm. that you can definitely i've had in my life few and far between but you know just those moments where everything kind of makes sense in in the universe yeah and and you know obviously that's kind of a cheat code for it but that does seem like it would be cool in,
0: in a way absolutely but the other thing that this is interesting yesterday i was talking to chris from poison well uh chris hornbrook you guys probably know each other um he's been experimenting with that with but he does it you know in his home when he's alone like not going anywhere like he's responsible very meticulous guy and he was saying that that uh the shrooms kill your ego, basically. So yeah. he can't play drums at all. He can't keep a beat to save his life if he's on mushrooms. Because that that ego that that like bit of ego that keeps the the you know, you're keeping the band going, you're keeping this going. Like it's it's just gone. So he's like just flubbing everything. So uh he can't perform at all, or even just on his own playing drums, which I yeah. thought was crazy because he's such a good drummer, know. you know. Um, but so what, what can you do that takes you to, uh, have you been to that point where you, whether it's, you know, working out really hard or just like meditating on things that can get you to that point when you're thinking about working on your own, on your own stuff, yeah. not using that, do you have a way to get there?
1: Well, first off, I think getting there without it is such a cool, uh, you know, almost battled to wage to kind mm-hmm. of like, figure out ways to get there without that cheat code yeah there's nothing wrong with the cheat code but you know i i guess i'd rather kind of get there in in different ways but i feel like i've gotten there with different things i've read like i remember reading uh alan moore's from hell Mm -hmm. i had moments of like that of ego death where you just kind of like feel you know the universe flowing through you. I I think times, you know, camping or being in nature give give you moments like that where you kind of blend in with, with the universe and Mm -hmm. everything around you. But yeah, meditation stuff. I think working out for me kind of is a a meditation is a way to kind of center
0: and focus. And a discipline for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, you're, you, you, you're like into it. Like I remember you talking about it and doing, I think you've done some podcasts on it. Um, uh, finding something b- greater than yourself, I think yeah. is what, like what you're talking about going nature, you know, the tree next to you is greater than, you know, you know in finding that power and then rel- relinquishing, control to it a little bit. Exactly. You know?
1: Learning how to like turn off the voices, you know, that tell you, you can't or tell you, you won't, or, you know, yeah, to just to, to supersede those things. Exactly, Things that, that can bring you to that, which, you know, there's so many different ways. Music, obviously, there's been a lot of times in music, moments in music, like hearing, like cre- whether it's creating it or playing shows or hearing songs that, mm-hmm. you know, I have that too. And that's few and far between. And, and definitely, I feel like the older I get, the, f- the less it happens where I, I hear a song that just kind of, you know, rocks my world, I guess, in, in a lame way to put it but just kind of uh, vibrates with you, you know, it's mm-hmm. just a vibration to it that you can't explain and it just hits you. Yeah. I, I'd say that's probably the most powerful. That's why I'm probably a musician. Yeah. Just because that's where I found it the most
0: compellingly. Dude, you powerfully you do that to so many people. That's what's crazy to think about too. I mean, what you're doing yeah. does that to people. It may not do it to you you know if you do it so many times right it's your songs like but every night you know when you're out there even on record now if you guys never played again you're doing that to people every day it's crazy you're putting that vibration out there it's so fucking crazy you know and I
1: think moments like that where you think about that and you think about the um what's it called the like the the history like you're part of a a history and a progression and a line of 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 what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like you're part of a bi- something bigger than yourself, a uh, a
0: uh,
1: a tradition or a you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a uh, um man. I I get what you're saying. Like you, yeah, you I, there's a word that I. It's a simple word too. I think but I can't. <laughs>
1: But you're now you're a part of a, like, I'm like, regardless of what you do in music, like you're mm-hmm. a part of this bigger thing yeah. of music and, and this line of people who've done these things, you know, whether it's race trader and being in a political band and this line of political bands and groups and singers and mm-hmm. musicians that have come before you that now you're a part of. And there's just something that's really cool about that. Yeah. that again goes to the ego death where it, like, you you personally don't matter it's this bigger thing this universal
0: thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how do you how do you like with the, the ego death like you're talking about like and i know it's been a while since you've been out doing your thing but when you are part of such a big um uh, machine like with with fallout boy mm-hmm. did you always have that that uh did you always have i mean you guys you know came up You've been in a band for a long time, but are now a a massive band. But did you, I mean, did you struggle with the ego or were you able to, to put that aside? You know, like when you roll in with race trader, you roll in with sect, right? You're like, you're probably loading in your drums, setting Mm up sound checking, whatever. There's not uh, someone that is doing this for like, all right, your room's over here, your room's over here. Like some people have, you know, certain rooms set up stuff they like, you know, when you get to that level, have you struggled with that, like with the, the ego side of things or been able to stay very ground? I mean, you just seem like such a, a humble person. I couldn't imagine you having, uh, an ego issue, but when you're talking about ego death, like, are there times you've had to actually reconcile with that doing what you do?
1: Well, first off, I think when I say ego death, I more mean the ego in terms of like the the individ, like f- the individual nature of being a living being in in the world. You know, I like, got gotcha. you. Okay, like feeling se. Like I think ego death just means that the the separation, me feeling like this separate person with separate experiences, kind of blend like it's lost. Like you lose that, you shed that. And then you kind of bleed into the rest of the universe. So not ego in terms of like egotistical.
0: That is very, okay. I took that the completely different way. That's that's interesting. I like that.
1: But in terms of that ego, yeah, I definitely feel like the fact that I stayed in Milwaukee so long, I grew up with and and still have my childhood friends that Mm -hmm. I I grew up with. Um, I think that's really helped me stay grounded and, Realize that, you know, it doesn't matter where I am. I'm still the same as everyone else. And, you know, one reason I love to do and and want to always do, you know, hardcore bands and stuff with, mm-hmm. with friends is because I like that. I like traveling in a van with friends and loading my own gear and staying in crappy hotels on the floor. And, you know, it, it, it does keep you grounded and it keeps me grounded in ways that I think are important for me.
0: I love that. I love that about you, and and uh, yeah, just how I mean, you're just a, a a very humble person and very thoughtful person, and and, and that's just what I take from it. But, um, you. you know, I love that. It's it's so it's it's, um, it's something that that uh, is is really special to have, you know, and especially in your position and knowing what you love and knowing what you want to do and continuing to do it, you know, because a lot of that stuff starts to leave your control you know yeah. once things things get big and start going and going and going um it can easily get out of hand and uh, i just love how grounded um you are and how rooted you are in your friends and uh you know that stuff is just awesome to me you know because it'd be so easy to take the lazy route and just let things go and just let and just take the ride you know yeah, totally but you lose that it's not connection. animal
1: for people who do because it's you know this world is alienating and
0: yeah, I
1: think you know there's something attractive about that just kind of letting go and going on this weird roller coaster ride and thinking you're above it all. But that, at the same time, the, a lot of the people who do that who choose that route, you know, come crashing. Reality comes crashing down when it can't sustain itself or doesn't sustain.
0: Exactly. Exactly. spend too much
1: money on whatever stupid stuff and then now you're broke
0: mm-hmm. you know yep exactly and that's I, a, I, in sports you know. and and music like there's that this documentary yeah. about uh maybe you've seen it you're a football fan right yes so i forget the name of the documentary but it was about like players spending all their money basically and being broke by like 28 yeah you know uh just not managing things right and thinking it's all just going to keep happening you know I think yeah. you can play music a lot longer, Well, besides the situation, you can play music a lot longer than you can play football. You know, <laughs> yeah, making definitely. money. You know, look at the Rolling Stones. None of them are on the on the field. You know, uh, but yeah, and, and and what you're saying with the ego death, like that, I took it the completely different direction. But that's a fascinating way of thinking about it. Just kind of melding with the like, like, um, like making a making a soup. Like everything starts to blend yeah, together. Yep but the sum of those parts is so much greater. And it, you know, if, if that's a decent analogy, I don't know, but oh, it's like, it makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: that's exactly what it is. It's like, we're all pieces in this greater puzzle of the universe. And like, you know, obviously if you take away all trees, like this planet will die just as, you know, you take any other thing away, like everything's kind of dependent on everything else. And you know, there there is a, a greater sum of all the parts that we
0: are, you know, part of that that consists of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you um do you and I know you I know you lost your father very young. Um, do you do you think about um having kids? Yeah, is that something you you I think feel like about?
1: That's, that's that's a place we could
0: go. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think? Would you want to like what would you, what do you think you would would you want to impart um, these things that you are 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 important in your life and and hope they follow the same thing or would you want to kind of just see where they go? That's one thing where with me having kids, like I try not to impart too much of my bullshit on them, you know, yeah. and and saddle them with that and let them discover things on their own. Like mm-hmm. I don't sit there, I like I'll play guitar in the evenings and stuff for them, but I don't say, "Hey, grab that guitar, let's play." And eventually. My daughter picked up a ukulele and wants to play that. And my son uh, starts, he got one of those drums that you can sit on and uh, it's like a box. Um, yeah. And like one side's got like a different material. So you can, mm-hmm. t- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it's called, but um, yeah, it, it's, uh, he just started like playing a beat on it. So I started playing to the beat and I'm like, man, m- my son is nine years old and he has special needs. So he's, he's a little delayed, but um, nine years old and we just jammed for the first time. It's crazy. It's crazy. And so, I mean, what do you think would be your take on that as far as uh, having kids and what you would impart on them?
1: I think I'd, I'd want to impart everything I've learned, but in a way that's just like open. Like, here's what I'm into. Like, find what you're into, you know? Yeah. I yeah. think it, it, that just seems like such a huge thing that you kind of figure out as as it happens, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did your mom, did your mom put a lot of things on you uh, that she, like her, uh, things she was into, like, um, or we kind of do your own thing.
1: Yeah. I think she was very open to letting me do follow my path, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why I am who I am.
0: Dude. She did a good job, man. I she did. really did. I, yeah, I, 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 I love it. Like, so what other, what other things so you got the CrossFit you've got, uh, you know, um, you and your partner are together. You got the dogs like, are there, you're talking about playing D and D and stuff. Are you into like comics and stuff and like, and that whole like fantasy kind of thing. Definitely. Did yes. that start early for you too? Oh yeah, absolutely. Man. Started
1: with like star Wars and my brother kind of introducing me to that and introducing me to like Marvel comics stuff.
0: Yeah. So. Do you, um, do you, do you, see that the, the guy who played Darth Vader passed away today? Oh no, I didn't. David Prowse. Yeah. David Prowse passed away. Uh, rest in peace uh, that was a uh I saw it this morning somewhere on Instagram or something someone posted the RIP Darth Vader helmet and I was like what and um, I saw that's... that it was crazy to um yeah I same thing I was into I was into that stuff as a kid as well um but I never got into Dungeons and Dragons is that something you've you have you been doing D&D for a while
1: yeah I grew up with it okay. uh, I used to like early on I never really played I just rolled characters with my one friend Uh and just never had a group to play with. So it's always a thing I like knew about and and wanted to do. And I had all the books and I, you know, read the rules. Um, but it wasn't until maybe, you know, early college that I had a group to play with. So
0: man, it's
1: definitely a a thing I've always loved in my life.
0: Can you, can you escape in that? Like, can you get really in, like just lose time?
1: Oh totally. Oh. And it's a great way to hang out with friends. I mean especially now obviously playing through Zoom or Discord or whatever uh-huh. is is you know vastly different. And you know it's there's the difficulty of like kind of interrupting each other you know it's just harder to do as opposed to in person. Yeah. But it's it's definitely a great way to like get together with friends and and be social and kind of creative and come up with stories and and
0: fun times man i gotta get into that stuff man i never got into it it was always like it wasn't like the nerdy thing to do necessarily i just didn't have friends that did it Mm -hmm. and i my brother was four years younger than me and so i got into music too young and then i just kind of shied away from everything i just kind of (laughs) went music route you know comic books went away uh school went away it was just like a non-stop non-stop thing but um yeah that took me away from it. Eggs, all the eggs in one basket kind of thing. But, yeah. uh, I know there's tons of, tons of dudes that, that do it. And you included a bunch of musicians that do it and are just, into, I think Dustin from thrice has been doing it with his kids. Like he's their dungeon master and like putting oh, them awesome. into a whole thing. Like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a whole world. I just don't understand. And I, I should, maybe my kids would like it.
1: That, that's a great way to do it. I think because mm-hmm. kids don't have the, like the weird hangups of like, you know, acting a fool and like kind of c- going outside of themselves and they're, they're just super creative and they'll just have fun with it in a way that I think the older you get, if you haven't really played it or are finding a new group, it can be a little more, you know, weird and awkward to kind of get past that.
0: Yeah, to have that, uh, what's the, the I think um, it would be super fun. yeah, like just no shame. Like no, uh, yeah, no hangups. That's a good, that's a good way to, to think about it. I, I maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll pick something yeah, up. Like awesome. where would you recommend I start? Is there like a, uh, something like I would start where my kids and I could do that? Like you would recommend in D D uh, or do you, do you literally start at the beginning? Like, is there like a first book or, or can I you mean, go anywhere?
1: Yeah. You just, there's the player's handbook and, uh, dungeon master's guide are the main books and you know i'm sure i'll i can email you but there there's different games that are specifically for kids Mm -hmm. but i I would imagine that DD has some version of that like an introduction adventure that is really easy with characters that are already made up or you can kind of riff off of yeah you know it's just quick and easy
0: man I'm gonna have to try this. I need something new to do. Legos are getting old. Yeah, We <laughs> become be obsessed awesome. with Legos. But uh, speaking of Dungeon Masters, guy, dude, I was so bummed when the uh, Green Day, Weezer, Fall Out Boy tour was oh pushed God. off. That was going to be insane. Two bands, I mean, those are two bands that got me Southwest. into music.
1: Yeah, you talk about the Southwest South by Southwest thing getting canceled. Uh-huh that was kind of like that for me where it's like we're this far into our career and we're still doing this thing. That's the biggest thing we'll ever have done with these bands that made me want to play music. Yeah. It's, and it's, you know, scheduled for next summer now. And yeah. hopefully, you know, we, the th- three companies that apparently have vaccines, they they, they work and they're good and mm-hmm. things kind of clear up by then and it can happen. But there's definitely this fear in the back of my mind, like, will this end <laughs> you know yeah how different will things be even if it does you know
0: yeah i couldn't imagine i mean uh what was shows that you and i saw each other last was it coheed coheed and every time i die Oh where yeah. I yeah. Saw you that and, and i got that episode done with keith finally and it was awesome and thank you for that that connection there because it was a lot of fun um But just watching, you know, how many people are going in and out of there, like if everyone had to present a negative COVID test and then a ticket and then it's just it's it's nuts. I know Uh, Ticketmaster put that shit out where like this is what we're going to do and this is what we're thinking. And I know like Live Nation and all these people are just going crazy with what they're going to do. And I couldn't imagine how long it would take just to get in there with all that, you know, but. Dude, yeah, being able to tour with with Green Day and Weezer, like the two first records I got brought to my house and made me want to play guitar, was the Blue album from Weezer and the first Green Day record. That's when awesome. I saw that tour. I was like, "Holy shit!" And then when we were in the hospital with my dad, uh, his heart surgeon comes. He's a musician. He has three guitars in his office. Right. He's very like matter of fact, but very just humble. Doesn't he's a heart surgeon, so he doesn't like sugarcoat anything. So when he says something's good, it means it's good. He doesn't Mm -hmm. like blow smoke, but he came in on a Sunday, which is his day off to check on my dad. And he was wearing a fallout boy hoodie. Wow. And I was like, buddy of mine plays for that band. (laughs) I said, you know what? My dad pulls through. I'll see if I can get you some tickets sometime or whatever. And he's like, that'd be killer. And I was like, dude, just all these connections. And I thought of you and I was like, man, this is so weird. Like this whole interconnectedness, right? Like, the guy with his hands and my dad trying to, like, fix my dad on his off time, like, jams out to Fall Out Boy stuff, right? Like, and then he heard about that tour. Like, he's like, do you see this tour that's coming? And I was like, you know, we connected. And and we're smiling and talking about something else. And maybe my dad heard the conversation. Maybe he didn't. But he was a music fan as well. So, he would have loved that. Because he loves, like, who are you you talking to next week, you know, on the show? And uh, anyways, but it all ties together. Like, it's such a small world. And, uh, and this guy, I mean, he's in his fifties, like he's in his fifties in a fallout boy hoodie. It's rad. Like he's just a music fan. Like he plays blues at a a bar in Bellevue, uh, you know, on the weekends, like Mm -hmm. that's his world that calms him down from doing heart surgery. It's crazy anyway. But, uh, it was just one thing I was thinking about. It just popped in my mind to, to tell you because, uh, I meant to shoot you an email after that happened. Like, dude, you're not gonna believe this, but, uh, yeah, it's just cool. We're all, we're all connected, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, dude, like what, so I would ask what's coming up, but (laughs) we don't know, you know, uh, like, I mean, Christmas is coming up, New Year's, it's going to be holiday time again, but, uh, you know, is there anything, anything, uh, you want to throw out there that's keeping you going or, or new things you've discovered that, that, uh, I know, you know, um, you're still doing all your, all your, your CrossFit and still playing music. I'm sure just not in front of people, but, uh, anything, any words of wisdom or things that you've discovered that are really, you know, doing it for you during this quarantine helping out.
1: Mm, I just got a new gaming PC and I've been playing a lot of wow. And, uh, warzone so
0: wow is world of warcraft yep dude that's
1: pretty much what i've been doing lately okay that's
0: that's it man that's the that's the it's connecting people still just find
1: something to do with friends
0: yeah you know yeah does your girl play video games
1: too yeah she does she doesn't play wow or warzone but she plays other games okay I, i think resident evil is her favorite
0: series nice just, we're trying to decide to get a like a Nintendo Switch or something for Chris yes. for the kids. Have you have you used one of those? Yeah, yeah. We play Mario Party all the time. Oh, so. I love Mario. Yeah, <laughs> I could do that all day, and that's probably the problem. Is I'll do it yeah. all day, and then the, <laughs> yeah, the show will end, and I'll yeah. I'm that I'm laid insane. off from work right now, so I've been doing this full time. It's been awesome. Like I go home happy every day because I get to talk to you or I get to talk to whoever, and I feel connected again. And it's I'm not plumbing like I'm connecting yeah. with somebody right not connecting pipes but uh yeah. yeah man thank you thank you so much for for coming back on dude this has been awesome I I yeah, really appreciate it and appreciate your friendship and and uh yeah you're always around so Definitely. Dude, awesome well uh try to have as much fun as you can <laughs> during the holidays yeah. and and I'm really uh uh sending good thoughts to your, your you and your mom and and hope everything continues to improve and you, thank you. you get to see her and get back to Milwaukee and get Oracle started over there. And yeah, uh absolutely man, but yeah, thank you so much uh for the time, dude. And and uh it's a pleasure, as always. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, That's buddy. Fine. We'll talk soon. Right.
1: Yep, take All care. Right.
0: Bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. My part two with Andrew Hurley from Fallout Boy, from Race Trader, from Sect. Uh tons of music to check out if you have not heard for some reason have not heard of Andrew tons of music to check out uh, from his career he's prolific and just an amazing all-around dude i hope you guys really enjoyed that he's a very calm person um, but very driven and i mean the crossfit stuff he's doing he's very intense um, but i love how thoughtful he is i love speaking to people that have that demeanor like i said the intro it calms me down i feel really at home in that environment so uh, it was nice to have him on zoom the first time we did it in person Here in portland but uh with all the shit going down this one was on zoom and uh yeah felt just as good so thank you andrew if you're listening thank you so much uh andrew also connected me with uh, keith buckley for that episode you guys have already heard um but that was all his doing so big shout out to him for for doing that as well um guys we have it's christmas eve we have one more 12 days of peer pleasure episode left tomorrow for christmas and it's going to be a good one it's uh another one of my favorite people so stick with us who knows maybe tonight i'll put out another one maybe i'll put out another one christmas night i don't know i might put out an extra one i'm still debating but uh you'll find out if you're subscribed so go fucking subscribe to the show right go subscribe to the show rate it right now go put in a rating you're not working it's christmas eve you're home go rate the rate and review the show and then have a merry fucking christmas right all right i'm gonna get out of here as always we'll see you on the radio